0: further ado, that's what the game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. I'm just leave it up there. You, you couldn't man. make that if you tried that again. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> try the floor. Let's go.
1: Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore, and I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action. Network. joined by my colleague, NBA futures analyst Brandon Anderson. This is the big picture. Each week we go over the biggest stories in the NBA and let you know how you need to be betting those particular stories. We're going to go ahead and just give you a very general look this Friday on the NBA playoff race. Now we're recording this on Thursday and a lot can change on Thursday night that could shift things, including the Denver Nuggets could secure a playoff spot. They could fall within one game of losing a playoff spot. Uh, Sixers Raptors is very big tonight. The Celtics are not tanking, but they're resting on the second night of back-to-back. If they somehow win this game versus the Bucs, that changes things dramatically as well. Uh, There's a lot to kind of figure out here. So we're going to talk about these things in theoretics. Um, I want to start pivoting towards like what you should be thinking about when the playoffs get set on Sunday. So as a better, I'm trying to prepare you, the listener, for, hey, here's what you should be looking for if these are the matchups. If these are the matchups, here's where how your angle should be.
0: This is what I'm doing when it comes down to the Eastern Conference. I'm not picking a damn so. <laughs> I'm not picking nobody. Nope, I'm not doing it. I don't care because this is about to be the best playoffs for the Eastern Conference that we have seen in a long time.
1: Let's start with the Eastern Conference, Brandon, because I think it's particularly fascinating. Heat Magic numbers one. Let's go ahead and pencil them in. Let's just go ahead and and draw them into the one spot. Um, They need one loss from the various teams that are behind them, um, the Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, and Philadelphia 76ers, or one win in their last two games to secure home court throughout uh, the Eastern Conference playoffs. Let's go ahead and Slide Miami into the one seed. Two is very interesting. So, Milwaukee wins on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday rather, and uh, the Celtics get the win last night. And now they're not playing Tatum in this game. They're not playing Tatum or Horford versus the Bucks on Thursday night. So, with that in mind, uh, let's, as again, we got to pencil some of this in. Let's pencil in a loss for the Boston Celtics. The Sixers are playing the Raptors. The Raptors are favored in that game. I think that's pretty much a toss-up. Let's give the Phillies an edge here just just for conversation's sake. Let's go ahead and say Philly wins this game tonight versus the Raptors. Okay, so then you got Bucks and Sixers tied in the 2-3. The Bucks win that uh, tiebreaker 2-1, and the Celtics would then be one game behind in the four seed. Here's what I think is interesting. I'm at the point of – well, let's start here. Do you think that there is value? Like, do we need to factor the nets into this conversation? Like, that's where I want to start because that seems like the most, most relevant piece of information here, because what we're really trying to look at here, when we talk about the two, three, four, we wouldn't care about this because nobody's like, it's not like, it's not like in the West where I'm like, you better get in the two, three, six bracket. Like you need to be in the two, three, six bracket and put off face in Phoenix as long as possible. Cause Phoenix is a bunch of motherfuckers. Like it's fine. It's fine in the East if you're in the one, four, five bracket because is Miami tough? Yes, all the teams are tough, but it's not juggernaut. You don't feel the same way about Miami, you do Phoenix. So, my question for you is do we need to be like, okay, this team is going to have to go through Brooklyn. So, we need to lower their implied odds when we try and figure out EV? I,
0: yes. I, we, yep. This whole thing is about Brooklyn. And I think it's twofold. Number one, you don't want to have to face the Nets. We we know, we've said all year, they're not the favorite that, that the bookmakers are making them. We're not treating them that way. We haven't treated them that way. Nonetheless, it's Kevin Durant and it's Kyrie Irving. It's not a fun time. You know, it's, it's, it's not if we had drafted opponents. The Brooklyn Nets would not be a high draft choice. They would be sitting around at the end of the draft like, I don't want them. You want them? Do you want to take them? They're not your opponent of choice. So they are not as good as the books are making them to be. Again, that's not the book's job. The book's job is to try to just get our money from us. But they're dangerous. They're not a team you want. The other thing is this. If you don't really fear Brooklyn, and that's fine. You don't have to fear them. They're not that good. They're not winning a lot of games. I don't even think it's fair to just slot them into the seventh seed. I think it's entirely possible they still get the eighth seed. They might not even be in that 7-8 play-in game. They could still lose a game and drop down to 9-10. I know we'll talk about that as well. They might not even make the playoffs. That's not out of the realm of possibility here, like the actual eight-team playoff. So the thing is, though, if you don't really fear Brooklyn, you are better off waiting right now and maybe hoping the team that you want to bet on draws Brooklyn or gets into their bracket because you're going to get a better number then Ooh, by getting Brooklyn okay. into that little section, you're going to, your odds are, are going to go longer on the like team this. you want to bet on.
1: I like this. I like this a lot. This is very good. This is good strategic planning from the, from the futures analyst. Okay. So the thought process here is okay. Um, if it's bucks nets, it's going to be probably bucks very slightly, yeah. right? If it's bucks sixers, I'm sorry, if it's net sixers,
0: are Sixers favored. I mean, they're the home team.
1: They, they, they gotta be favored. I think gotta be. They gotta be favored, right?
0: It's gotta be like minus one twenty-five, one fifty. I don't know about minus one fifty, but I think they're the favorite. Like
1: a quarter. Yeah, I think so. Because like evens minus one ten, obviously. So
0: yeah, sure. No, maybe closer to one fifty.
1: Let's ba- now let's, ball let's ballpark at one thirty. Let's ballpark at minus one thirty. Yeah. Okay, but even then. It's pretty good odds, right? And their their Eastern Conference odds will be really good. I, I think one of the keys here is if you oh – boy, see, this is where it gets really interesting, okay? Um, A lot of it is, do you think the Nets are going to wind up in that seven versus eight? Like, it really comes down to, like, do you think the Nets win one game? So the Nets play the Cavs on Friday. That is a monster, monster game. It is especially big for Cleveland, who – I worked this out last night. There is a very strong possibility that if Cleveland loses this game, they are tenth, not seventh, not six like they could have been two weeks ago. They lose every conceivable tiebreaker scenario here. They lose to the Hawks, they lose to the Hornets, they lose to the Nets, they lose all the multiways. So all of these situations are really bad. But if the Cavs win on Friday, they're out of they're out of it. Like they've cleared it. They're going to be in seven. They have cleared the bar. So from that perspective, if the Cavs went on Friday, it makes it more likely that the Nets are going to be in the 8 because there's a possibility that the Nets will slide back into the 9-10. And then you can start looking at the one 4 as like maybe the more concerning bracket if you assume the Nets are going to win. We're into a lot of hypotheticals here. The big takeaway I kind of have is this is – Look, the Nets are, if the Nets win tomorrow night, I think it's very likely that they're going to wind up in the seven spot, that they win that first play-in game. They'll be favored in that spot. Like Just logically, you have to think that they're going to be favored. So if we pencil in the Nets for the seven and the Heat for the one, in my opinion, what we start doing then is we go, let's work backwards from the other side of the bracket. Four, five, Heat, right? Because I don't think either of us think that Cleveland, Atlanta, or Charlotte can beat the Heat. Like maybe if the heat implode, the Hawks are dangerous with Trey Young. I like, I don't want to completely rule out the possibility of a Trey Young just like goes wild. And we're like, where was this all year, guys? What, where, where was this Hawks? Um, but most likely it's going to be second round heat versus winner four five. And that's that right now looks very likely to be, um, If we assume the Boston loss tonight, it's Boston, Toronto. So like second round bracket would be Miami versus winner of Boston, Toronto. Uh, My question for you is this, if you have to pick from Miami, Boston, Toronto, and we do say that we're going to quarantine the Nets either out of the playoffs or in the seven, who do you like the best out of Heat, Celtics, Raptors from an odds perspective?
0: Yeah, so the ops perspective is the key there because it's not necessarily who you like best. And this is interesting too. I've been working on, at at Action Network, you can find right now, I'm writing the case for a lot of these teams. Just this afternoon, Thursday, case for the Heat went up. I've done the case for the Bucs and the Nets. I've done the case for the Suns. There'll be a few more to come. What's interesting about the Heat is they profile to me like an underdog they don't feel like the overdog. They don't feel like the one seed. They're not scary. I'm not afraid of facing the daunting one seed Miami heat. Mm -hmm. They shoot a ton of threes. They force you to shoot a ton of threes. They turn it over a ton. They turn you over a ton. It's a very high variance team. That's a dangerous team. That's a dangerous underdog. I would like to bet on Miami as an underdog. The problem is they're the one seed. But in the odds... Miami is the underdog still. Miami, the one seed, is only the fifth favorite to come out of the East. The books are treating Miami still as an underdog. So I think that there is potentially some value on Miami. I don't know if I want to bet Miami futures, but I think that there's going to be some spots to bet Miami live in game or in series as an underdog spot. We know that's a team that's going to fight hard. We know they're, they're going to push and, and be able to come back down a game, down a man, that sort of thing, down 10 inside of a game. So I think my spot there would be less. I don't want to back Toronto. I don't see Toronto getting past Brooklyn, or sorry, Boston and Miami. I think Boston would take one of those first two games in Miami. I think that's 1-1 after two in the second round. And I might look to bet Miami at that point as an underdog in the series, having lost home court. But I do, I I agree whatever side of the bracket Brooklyn ends up on looking at the other side, that's the spot I think to grab whatever future you want to play in the East.
1: On neutral court, I've got the Celtics minus three and a half right now would be Mm -hmm. the spread on like an average game. So if we extrapolate that, if we account for home court, even then you're still talking about the Celtics being favored in the series. So if it's Celtics heat second round, the Celtics are going to be favored I'm probably playing the wind line there. The question there is like, if you're t- trying to, if you're trying to take this from a futures perspective, I do think it gets tough because okay, Celtics heat is, is close enough. I already have heat futures. Like I started buying when they were separating themselves in the Eastern conference, because I knew the books were behind. And I knew that they would have to shorten them. Um, and that honestly, I felt a lot better about them because they weren't, they were playing a lot better mid season you know, Boston right now is getting hammered. And I think their odds are a little bit, like, I don't think there's a lot of value on Boston right now. No. But if they wind up in that four or five, it's kind of interesting. Because if you just say like, look, the Heat don't have it. They don't have the offense. The us tell this has been the best team in the league for the last four months. Uh, you know, they they can switch the same way Miami can. There's all these tactical advantages. My concern there is like, that, that Raptor series is going to be a pain. Like whoever yes, winds so. up, <laughs> Milwaukee, Philly, or Boston, Toronto is going to drag them to six games, at least maybe seven, like, and, and you're going to be like, they have such a better net rating in all these games and they're, they're shooting better. And every single stat says that this is like a blowout. Why are we in a game seven? And it's just, this is Toronto, man. This is just what they do. So I think I don't want, but here, but I also can't, I cannot talk myself into betting Toronto, even though it's like, if the Raptors were to make the Eastern conference finals, think about how big of a dog they would be Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Philly, Milwaukee, any of those three teams, which are the teams we think can come out of that bracket would be such massive favorites versus the Raptors. Even if you get the Raptors at a huge number, you're still going to have to be absolutely just paying through the nose on a hedge. Like there's no hedge opportunity there. So let's, let's reverse this then. Okay. If we think that, and here's another question. If it's, if we take, take those three teams, Okay, Nets, Celtics, Sixers. And we take the other side of the bracket of the teams we think are reasonable. Heat, Celtics, Raptors. Okay? So, Net, I'm sorry, Nets, Bucks, Sixers, Heat, Celtics, Raptors. Okay. What do we think, like, the average, the average like, future line on those is? Because that, I think, gets into an interesting question of, when we're talking about it, because you and I are always looking for hedges, unlike Raheem, who, who is just like, I feel confident. And I will, I will victory lap when I'm right, and I will never speak of it again. If I'm wrong, um, shout out to Raheem. If we talk about it from this perspective, because you mentioned this today on Twitter, that you're like, well, you want to, you want to get a favorite at a long number so you can hedge the dog. So the question here is, like, do we think that those numbers are still viable? Because if the Nets make the conference, I still don't want to bet the Nets. I just, I don't want to do it. But the Nets are getting plus three hundred now at a lot of books, plus two fifty at some if the Nets do make the conference finals versus Boston, Miami, Toronto, their average price on those is going to be massive. Like they're going to be minus two fifty or better even versus like Boston. I'm going to have to bet Boston at that point. So I don't want to, I don't want to bet Boston now. If I think I have to bet Boston later, right. I want to take the the team. I want to take the team that's going to be favored. I think what you might do here is you need to decide like two of the three of Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Boston, and bet them. If, If if those are the teams in the two three bracket, if we get to next week and the Sixers are somehow in the four, because this was my starting point where I kind of wanted to do this, this on the pod. If the Sixers are in the four, I can't believe I'm saying this. I have to bet the Sixers Eastern Conference. I have to. They're going to they're going to be dogs versus Milwaukee, Brooklyn or Boston. I think they're going to be dogs versus Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee, Brooklyn or Boston. Boston, it might be coin flip. It it might be minus one ten. Either way, I'm in a sweet hedge spot if I take the Sixers in the four spot, right? And like the concern there is you have to do it after you know that, like, I do not want to bet the Sixers if the Nets are the eight. If it's Miami, Brooklyn, Toronto, Sixers, now I think of those four teams, I'm out of that quadrant. I'm out on that entire quadrant. We're kind of March madnessing this where we're like, we're trying to look at the whole board and see what the bracket looks like. But does that make sense that if the, if the, Sixers are in the four. I'm gonna have to bet Sixers, assuming Brooklyn wins that first playing game on Tuesday.
0: It makes sense theoretically. Here's the only hole that I have to poke into it: it's the Sixers, and you are now betting on Joel Embiid and James Harden to be healthy a month from now after winning those two series, healthy enough to actually give you any reasonable price in an Eastern Finals. That's the problem. It's and the I get past Miami. Yeah, well, there's that too. They they still have to, I mean, frankly, and they got to get past Toronto. Let's not just write that in stone. It's Philadelphia. They could lose to anybody. So, yeah, I think with the East, certainly right now, while we don't know the bracket, while you're listening to this on Friday, I don't, just just take a chill pill for three days. (laughs) Like, just wait for the bracket to come out. It's too important in the East to see where things sit after this and you've got you've to gotta play the bracket and the angles because the odds are going to take that into account also, but you got to see what it looks like. One more question on the East before we wrap up here that I have for you. If you are, despite everything we've told you, a Brooklyn backer, maybe you got your preseason Nets ticket. You're not even looking to bet anything new. You just want your Nets Eastern Conference ticket to cash. If you're a Nets fan, Give me your ideal Brooklyn bracket. How does this weekend shape up for you to make this go as smooth as possible?
1: I want Milwaukee in the four. That's what I want because you have to choose two of Milwaukee, Boston, Philadelphia.
0: So, so where are you putting Brock? Or where are you putting the Nets? Are you are you picking the seven or the eight? I think what you want, honestly,
1: is I think you want no kidding. I think you want the two seed. You want the Nets in seven versus two seed Boston. Let me, let me like talk about this for a minute. So sure. There's the Miami factor here, right? Like, wouldn't you rather just have Miami that, that gives you a higher probability. Like you'd rather have Miami now than Brooklyn, Philadelphia or Boston. I get that. Like, I I get why you would think that my thing is if you go against Boston, Boston did beat them behind an absolutely epic Tatum performance. Boston's not going to have Robert Williams early. You're at less of a tactical disadvantage in the front court in that first series. You are, the, the Celtics are a great defense and physical, but they want to switch everything. And that's just means Kyrie and Katie cook. Like you're comfortable with that. You're not facing waves of defenders. Right. So that's actually like, that's okay. Especially with the fact that quite honestly, with Andre Drummond, you have a size advantage, which you're not going to have in most of these matchups. Right. So I think you want Boston in that first round before Robert Williams gets back. Okay. Then you want Philly because you've had very good luck versus Philly. You have Doc Rivers. You have James Harden. You have a motivational edge. You don't have anything to throw at Embiid. That's true. You have Drummond and that's it. You have nothing else you can throw at Embiid. Good luck, Nick Claxton. Prayers up for you. Lamarcus Aldridge does do a really good job on him. That's surprising to me because I don't think Lamarcus Aldridge is a very good defender these days. But the numbers and honestly, the, the tape from I've done so much mb work for my mvp lately. Aldridge legitimately just does bug him. Like he just misses fadeaways. He can't get the hook position. Aldridge doesn't bot doesn't go for his pump fakes. So you're you're better in that spot. So, you're I think you're alive versus the Sixers given how tenuous this Sixers team is. Harden's hasn't been he's been real up and down. This is Tyrese Maxey's real first serious playoff push. They don't have a lot of depth behind it. Tobias always kind of like can space out. And the Nets can throw double teams and just try and mess with them. It's going to be tough with their switch scheme, but I'll take it because you can still outscore Philly. They still don't shoot that many threes, so you have an advantage there. You know, depending on who's available and who's not. Then what you do then is you're making Milwaukee go through Toronto and Miami. So you're putting your what this does is this forces you to this forces the Bucks into you're going to beat the the two last teams that knock them out of the playoffs with Kyle Lowry on Miami. And a Raptors team that's going to drag them through hell for six games. And you just wear them down. And whoever comes out of that, hopefully they knock off the Bucks. You don't have to go through Milwaukee. And they're probably exhausted from trying to beat Milwaukee, who's really good. So that to me is the answer Here is You actually want Boston, Philly if you're Brooklyn. And you want them in the seventh spot. If it winds up like the nightmare scenario is that you're the eight, the heater, the one. And you've got Milwaukee, Toronto in the four or five that to me is like that's horrible if you're in even i would say like if milwaukee's in the three seed, that's just and you're in the two or you're in the two seven that's that to me is terrible anyway that's my read on on the nets
0: yeah i'm with you i think i think the tldr version is you don't want to face milwaukee so you want them as far away from you as possible with as many teams that could possibly beat or drag out milwaukee as possible so if if you're the Nets, I think that's the scenario that you're hoping for. Let's just say though, you are not in any circumstance tanking a seven eight or any game this week to better position yourself. You have got to get into the playoffs. Yeah, so you, can't, you can't mess with get, it. Get that out of here. That's you can't not mess with it.
1: No, like here's a, here's like a big thing is like uh, the better the better way to think of it, honestly, with the, with the play in tournament because people are still kind of getting used to it. Nine ten, you get one shot. Yeah, like. If you lose a seven, eight, ah, okay. That that's lame, but we got a home game. We win this home game and we're in nine ten. you lose the first one. You're done. You lose the second one. You're done. It's a, it's over. You got, and if you're in the 10, like you're, it's two road games. It's two road games. You lose one. That's your season. See you next year. Um. So yeah, there's a, there's, there's a lot of, there's no, you can't mess around with it. We'll see what happens on Friday. If the, the Cavs do somehow win that game, which I can't imagine they will without Mobley and Allen, if they do somehow win that game though, oh boy, is that going like, to It's going to be really funny seeing the odd shift because that is going to fundamentally, all because that does open the door for the Hawks to slide into the eight. And now the Nets are in nine and the books are just going to have to be like, we have to lengthen. Like I can't keep them at this short number. Uh, will they? Though will they? True. Maybe they will. Maybe <laughs> they'll just be like, nope. They're gonna be. They're gonna be eliminated from the playoffs at plus two fifty with the best odds to win the Eastern Conference. Uh, meanwhile, in the Western Conference, obviously things are equally just as tough. Um, first off, I want to ask you this question: Can I can I tempt you with
0: Minnesota Timberwolves plus five fifty to miss the playoffs? Can I tempt you with that? I mean, uh, I'm a Timberwolves fan, so I can't do it. I can't do it to myself. Like, I've, I've tried that before as a better. Have you Have you done the thing where you're like, well, at least something good will happen. Either, yep. I'll, either I'll win some money or my team will win. It, it doesn't feel good. You don't feel good about winning that money. It didn't make you feel any better about the thing you actually wanted happening. Don't do it. Don't do that. So I think, no, the Timberwolves to me are very clearly the best team in the play-in. They are the seven. They're going to get two home games. It will be, it it would be a disaster at this point for the Timberwolves to lose both home games and miss the play in. I don't care if PG is back and Norm and Kawhi and they can bring back Baron Davis and Sam Cassell and all the other Clippers. You got to win one of two home games against mediocre teams to make the playoffs. You have to do it as a Timberwolves. I that team is good. You were on them early. Chris Finch is good. I, I'm excited to see him in a playoff series, in a playoff game. I want to see what those adjustments look like. The Timberwolves are good. They're they're to me of the eight teams that we know are in the play in right now. The Timberwolves would be my most likely to make the actual playoff of the of those eight. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I'm actually a little disappointed that we can't get. Nuggets odds. Because <laughs> that's what I really want here. Boy, that would really bottom
0: out. You want the, the Nuggets to miss entirely. So fall to the seven and then lose twice. Yeah. So Oof.
1: yeah. So it's not
0: gonna go over well in your home state there.
1: No, it will <laughs> not go very well here in Colorado. I, I here here's the thought process. Um, okay, so again, by the time that you hear this, the Denver Nuggets may have clinched a playoff spot. they they, They are favored tonight (laughs) versus the Memphis Grizzlies, which I don't understand that just right off the top. Don't understand that situation. Um, If Memphis were to win this game tonight, and we won't spend much time on this in case the Nuggets take care of business, it comes down to Sunday. We'll see if LeBron plays. There's kind of been a a burbling from Mark Stein that he's done for the season and isn't going to chase the scoring record. And so if he doesn't play, but even then, look, the Nuggets were in trouble in the first half versus the Lakers on Sunday. It is not inconceivable that zombie Lakers could beat this team. That's how badly Denver has played, especially on the defensive end over the last couple of weeks. If they lose versus Memphis and they lose versus the Lakers, the Wolves just got to go 2-0. It's very winnable. And then if they're in the seven, this Nuggets team is where they are at currently body-wise are not beating the Clippers with quiet, with, with Paul George. They're not beating them. Like I will bet Clippers in that game. And then it's Pelicans, who they've had trouble with through the years, or the Spurs, who just beat them. Like I do think it's possible. I am I am actively looking at the markets to try and catch a Denver miss the playoffs prop because I, I do think it's on the table.
0: I I, I mean I, the number would be long, so I, I yeah. you know I love my long shots. I, I don't hate it if you can find the number. The one I'm looking at is uh, to me Clippers to miss the playoffs plus Ooh. 370 right now at DraftKings. I, I'm waiting. I want it's it's getting juicy because I think the Clippers are gonna lose the Timberwolves. I think the Timberwolves are good and going to win at home against whatever team the Clippers put out there. I don't buy this whole Kawhi thing. Like he hasn't played. How long has it been since he's played? And this is a guy this guy only plays at like 130% health. So he's gonna go from nothing anywhere to I'm going out there for I'm gonna send me up to the blizzard in Minnesota for an April play-in game. I don't see it. Like it's, it's Thursday. It's Friday. Like this plane is less than a week away. We haven't seen it. I don't see Kawhi Timberwolves beat the Clippers. Now the Clippers are facing the Pelicans and Spurs. I know that it feels like because of preseason expectations that the Clippers should just be a rollover winner there. The Pelicans have been really good. They've been good. Their defense has been very strong The Spurs have just been, like always, a tough out, and they get to rest a little bit now thanks to the Lakers' complete ineptitude and ending this play-in-race early. So I, I honestly, I think the Pelicans would give the Clippers a very good game. To me, I'm looking at the Clippers as last year's Warriors, the team that was the, you don't want to play them, You don't want any part of the Warriors. Oh, man, they're hot right now. And then guess what? No one had to play them because they lost both playing games and were out. I think that's very much in a play for the Clippers. I'm not saying it's going to, but they're going to be an underdog the first game in Minnesota. They should be. Minnesota is better and at home. And then they're going to be at home against a, a Pelicans or Spurs team playing with house money with absolutely nothing to lose. Those teams both, their seasons were done Totally done months ago. We completely gave both those teams up for dead. The Clippers don't have that house money to play with. They're, they're still the Clippers. They're still this is the window that they to at least make the playoffs, especially in the year when your fellow staples center arena, or what is it now the Crypto. cryptocurrency.com arena. Crypto.com. They're out. Crypt. So you gotta make the playoffs in that year. There's a lot of pressure on the Clippers plus 370. I don't think the Clippers are necessarily in yet. I think that they could miss still.
1: I'm not with you on this. They've been really good. (laughs) They've been really good. I think they're dangerous. I think they're legitimately dangerous. If they get Kawhi back, especially look, crazier things have happened than Kawhi Kawhi Leonard just coming back cold. And because here's the point I made on You Better You Bet This Week, a radio show I do every week Kawhi Leonard doesn't need to like, they don't need to work on continuity and chemistry. You know, no one has chemistry with Kawhi Leonard. He's a robot. Like Robo Jordan as Raheem. Robo Jordan as, as shout out Raheem. Like he just, and honestly, the offense doesn't flow through him. He just does stuff. And then everybody else does their thing. That's how it worked in Toronto. That's how it is. with Why? It's just one dude. And then four other guys. Um, only other thing I want to hit on in the Western conference, I think is speaking to you better, you bet. Well, capper was on Drew did it, uh, on Monday and he was talking about how he thinks that there's kind of been like a little bit of the market's overreacting and everyone's overvaluing Dallas a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, Dallas right now um, in the four spot, golden state, having to fight them off golden state, can't afford to lose a single game If they lose a single game they will no longer control destiny for the three i still think though because i have noticed how bad denver is like i'm fortunate that like i've covered the nuggets in denver so i've been to their games i've seen how tired they are i know where they're i don't know exactly where their mindset is the one thing you cannot say about denver is like they're locked in and they really think that they got a shot that is not how they're approaching this they're like well maybe joe will come back and like we'll see well, we got, we got the MVP, so we'll find out what happens. There's not, like, overwhelming confidence in this year's crew. Dallas has a real, like, screw you guys. We're just going to keep winning. That's, like, their whole thing. If Dallas winds up in the three, if Golden State loses a game, and Dallas winds up in the three, and they got to go through Denver, and because if Denver makes the playoffs, it's going to be in the six. Uh, if they got to go through Denver and Memphis, that even though, like, yeah, I'm going to have, like, a, a head, like – Suns are going to be 350 or greater versus the Mavericks in the conference finals. I get that. I have enough Suns futures already to be okay there. Right. Then I can hedge a little bit in these spots and still be in a really good overall position. Um, I, I won't mind that. And if anybody else comes out of the Suns bracket, if anybody else comes out that like in that spot, I'm also betting warriors because again, I have Suns, I can afford to because I have the Suns futures and if it's Mavs warriors, then I'm in a better spot to hedge as well. So if, if Mavericks get three, I am going to increase my position on the Mavericks for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I just have had a really hard time getting there on the Mavs the whole season. Maybe Jason Kidd has just figured things out magically now. Luka Doncic has been awesome. We know that he will be awesome in a playoff series. We've seen it. We've seen it in the playoffs. We've seen it in Euro playoffs, Euro basketball, Eurovision, whatever it was that I watched that one summer. Like Luka is going to be awesome and give you a chance in a series. I just have a hard time seeing we we haven't seen that one man heliocentric type style hit in these recent years. It's been a long time now and hit enough not to win a series, absolutely alive to win a series or a couple of series. But to to get all the way to a finals, I just I have a hard time. So let me ask you this. Obviously, Phoenix is the clear favorite here. Two two part question. Number one, we'll start here. Phoenix versus the field. If I just give you straight up even odds, because that's pretty close to the number we're getting. I think it's Phoenix plus one ten right now. Phoenix or the field to come out of the West? The field. Just because it's wide open and crazy.
1: I I worry about Chris Paul. I'm always going to yep. worry about injury. And then I genuinely think the Warriors. I genuinely think that the Warriors are a little bit of a sleeping tiger right now. Uh, they're again. We talk about like the way that the, the teams talk about themselves. That matters to me. Utah does not talk about itself like when playoff time comes, we're going to make a run. That's not how they're talking. Memphis believes. I think Dallas believes. Golden State knows. Like there is a certainty with Golden State of, no, no, we're going to be there in the end. Like we're we're going to be there. And so I don't have any reason to think Steph won't be back for the first round. He gets another, you know, another full week before playoffs start. And I just like the matchup of Golden State versus Phoenix. I think that those those games this season showed very specific strategic things that Phoenix is going to have trouble with. So if you throw in that, the injury, yeah. the possibility of Luca just making a LeBron leap and then Memphis just causing havoc, because Memphis honestly has played Phoenix really well. Like Memphis under the radar, like Memphis beat Phoenix. Earlier this season, not just in the crazy weird one last week, yeah. but like Memphis has multiple wins versus Phoenix. Almost nobody has multiple wins versus Phoenix. Yeah. So um, I will I will take the field. I can't get there on the Suns.
0: Okay. So I maybe, what, three, four weeks ago, I decided I was out on the Warriors. I, I said to sell off your futures. It just wasn't happening. The clay injury, the Draymond injury, the Steph injury, just wasn't there. I'm not back in but they have my attention. The things you said are, are true. They they believe, and they always will believe, those Warriors will always believe until their dying breaths. I remember being at the regular season game when they were 24-0, and I went to the 24-1 game. So great great luck by me. But they were in Milwaukee, before Milwaukee was Milwaukee, Greg Monroe doing his thing, beating up on the Warriors, and the, the Warriors were down... Like eight or ten points with a minute left, and Kerr called a timeout to sub his guys out and be like, "All right, white flag." And they all looked over to him like, "What are you doing? We got this. We're gonna win this game." That's the team. That's they. They're still that team because they're still Draymond Green. And I'm a little more optimistic about Steph's health now. The bracket, they need to stay in the three seed. I think because I no longer really fear whoever that six seed is for them too much. And the Grizzlies, we know, we've talked about that. It's a tough matchup, but we don't really know with Ja and the Warriors are still the Warriors. Like they're still going to have Steph and Dre and Clay. And oh, by the way, Jordan Poole, who is awesome right now, absolute fire. So the Warriors have my attention. Here's my second half of the question for you. The, the Western Conference champion is not the Suns. It's not the Warriors. It's not the Grizzlies. What happened and who won the West? This is a really good one. I mean, I got two answers. I can't I
1: can't pick between them because they're both about, about as 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 likely. I'll say the first is um, Kawhi came back. The Clippers lost the playing game to the Wolves, and everybody was like, oh, man, they couldn't even beat the Wolves with Kawhi back. This is not going to work. They get into Phoenix. They go down 0-2. They tie the series. They take game five and close it out in six. They get to the conference finals versus the Warriors. Kawhi puts the clamps on Steph Curry, and... The Clippers somehow advance to the finals and we're just like, what just happened? What just happened? And I'm I'm going shopping because I have a clipper's position um from midseason when they would decide not to rule rule Kawhi out. Uh the other is, is Dallas, and it's just Luca. It's good defense and Luca. And Luca just goes on a tear where it's you know it's 35, 10, 10 every night, and he's just unstoppable. And they go four one versus Denver in a three-six matchup. They go four two versus Memphis. The Suns and the Warriors beat their each other's brains out for seven games. Chris Paul's hampered. And all of a sudden the Mavericks are up in game six and they win and they make the finals. That's the path. And both of those, I think, are not both of those, I think, have a higher probability than the odds reflect right now. I'm not like running out to bet them, but the there is EV on both of those propositions right now.
0: Oh, I hate my answer to my own question because nobody. my answer is I don't have an answer. Yeah. You're going to hate this answer too. You're going to despise this answer because you already know where I'm going with it. Yeah. It's the Utah Jazz. And I hate it. I hate the Jazz. I hate it. I, it Brandon, I, it's no. Gonna be, it's going to be one of those three. It's going to be Suns, Grizzlies, or Warriors. But I can't talk myself into the Mavericks The Nuggets, no, three series, I don't buy it. My Wolves, I love them. I don't see it. I don't believe in Kawhi. The Jazz, after all this, are still top five in net rating SRS. We We know from many years of history, the early season performance and early season ratings are more indicative of how you do in the playoffs than how you close. We've seen plenty of teams back into the playoffs, then flip a switch, We know what Donovan Mitchell can do. We know how he can get hot. He might even pass to Rudy two or three times in a game. If things go well, I I don't believe it. But the Jazz early in the season were really, really good. And then the injuries piled up and then everything has gone bad, really bad in the second half. If I have to pick one of those not top three teams, I don't believe it at all. I don't want any part of it if I have to pick. I pick the Jazz. I are you betting myself. the Jazz if it's four or five Mavericks, Jazz? Probably, yeah. I don't believe in Dallas. Wow. Okay. The, the jazz, every metric we have says that the Jazz are a better team. I will take the team over the man okay. almost but I, every I think, time. But I think this is part of it, though.
1: I think sometimes this is a metrics forward show. We talk about net rating. <laughs> I'm always spouting off synergy stats. I'm always spouting off second spectrum stuff. I read I dunks and threes at daily. Like Metrics really matter to me. We have to understand that there are certain teams that can basically rig those numbers and the jazz have proven they're one of them. If you play drop scheme and you do it really well with a defender like Rudy, you can have a good defensive rating in the regular season. If you spread the floor and you run pick and roll and you know how to make reads with good shooters, you can generate a good offense in the regular season. But we have all these other metrics, Brandon, that, that shows what happens when they play those small ball teams. And that's the problem. Every team has an answer for them, which is just like, all right, let's take the best big off the floor. We're just we're going to put a shooter at four and we're going to put a shooter at center and we're going to dare Rudy Gobert to beat us with any type of scoring output. And he can't do it. He just can't. It, it, you know, I I understand what you're saying, because on you, you know, on you better, I was saying that. And if the Jazz were any other team, if you just took the Jazz's profile, we'd all be like, this is a buy low spot. Like, why are we not buying low on the Jazz? And the answer is because, like, we, we just have – it's not like the Jazz have just had bad luck in these playoffs. Like, their fans think so. They're like, well, Donovan Donovan, and Mike were hurt last year. Kawhi Leonard was out. You had the Clippers with home court without Kawhi. And you couldn't – you were up 2-0 and you couldn't close. What are we doing here? Like, I, I, and the other thing I'll say, this is, you know, they, they got that win over the Grizzlies last night, they, this week in overtime. And the, the, the next day it's like, you know, was this the, was this the one that could bring them back together and propel them? And I'm like, Tyus Jones had the game winning layup halfway down the cup. Like Tyus Jones's finger roll spins one centimeter lower and it's a loss.
0: The jazz, you, I'm not letting you bet the jazz. I, I, did, I, I did not say that I was going to bet the Jazz. I answered my own hypothetical question with the Jazz. They're the number one offense. You and I are both just in the deep end on narrative. And the narrative on the Jazz is awful. It's over. It's been over. it's, but it's not narrative, Brennan. It's like... No, I, I understand. It's it's more than that. They're, they're, it's It's the profile about them has not been working. But there's also... We both know beyond all the metrics, there's a belief thing. We just said it with the Warriors. The Warriors believe the Jazz are not that. I don't think that they have any belief in themselves right now. They have none. But all of that can change in, in a moment where one basketball game swings things. We've seen how good Donovan Mitchell can be in the playoffs. He's consistently stepped his game up. He shoots more threes in the playoffs. They're the number one offense with a fringe top 10 defense. I don't think they're as dead as even they might think that they are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, you're either going to look like a genius and have the best victory <laughs> lap
1: of the entire playoffs, or you're, or I'm, I'm going to replay this these
0: clips. <laughs> or, or the Jazz will lose in six, despite outscoring the other team by like 15 points yeah. for the series. Yeah. That's, yeah. What's, that's, that's what's that's what's. To be clear, that's my actual prediction for their outcome. I just think it's in play if weird stuff happens that they could be the team that comes out of the weird stuff. That's all. Okay. All right. Let's get wrap it up for
1: Buckus. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Make sure to follow Brandon on Twitter and in the action network app. We'll see you guys again on Monday, Monday, Sunday night, we're recording a futures episode. We'll have the playoff bracket. We'll tell you what our actual best bets are uh, for. The bracket and what that's going to look like. We'll keep you updated. I'm going to have video updates over the weekend about tiebreaker situations so you can know what teams have motivation and which teams don't going into the final days of the regular season. Thanks for joining us all season long. We'll see you guys again next time. Let's get buckets.